everyone and welcome to The Trails. I'm your host, Katie, and this week we are going to have our first full-length episode. I'm really excited that you guys are back after the intro. Welcome to the community. It's been outstanding to see how many people have jumped in and joined, and I am absolutely thrilled that you guys are here. So let's get right into it. This week we are going to talk about the bare-bone basics. So how do you start to get outside? Um, and if you haven't, you know, if you're not routinely used to getting outside and hiking and you don't have that group already, it can seem ever daunting. It can, it can seem overwhelming and like you need all this gear and you need knowledge and you need a community and that's absolute bullshit at the end of the day. So what we are going to talk about is how to even start to look for spaces around you. And we're going to cover a very small spectrum of things that go from finding actual trails and some resources for that all the way down to finding green spaces right around you. And whether that is, you know, a tree that you can see through your window or whether that's going to a nearby park, finding free, accessible things in your community and in your space so that you can begin that journey of getting outside and hitting the trails and And again, it doesn't even have to look like camping or backpacking or overnight anything. It can just be really simple and appreciating the things that we have around us right now. So with that, I welcome you to grab anything that you want to settle down, listen into this. If you're in a car ride, you know, turn it up to the right volume, enjoy, sit back, and I'll see you guys in a minute. ahead and give a quick preface to this episode. Um, This episode was recorded a while back, right at the very beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, You'll hear a little bit about the story of where I was recording this and a little bit of my journey. Uh, What I want to say is that this is the time when Fernando and I had been traveling and I had come back to the U.S. to go to my sister's graduation and the borders closed. Everything began to change and the world began to turn upside down. And I really, really like the fact that this came out of that time. And I like that it speaks to how to get outside whenever you you don't have unlimited resource and you, you're not allowed to travel that far because a lot of times hiking has this persona that you need to go to a national park and you need to go to something picture perfect and that's the end-all be-all, and I think that is something, a stigma that we need to to begin to disassemble and break. So with that, I am leaving. The episode is originally recorded, so if it's a little bit confusing, if you jump in in the middle, that is why, but otherwise, I think all the information is still pertinent, and I hope you enjoy. So with that, here we jump back in time in three, two, one. So welcome back. I hope everyone grabs something to write with. And before we dive in, I want to go ahead and tell you guys a little bit about where I am and the current situation and kind of what's on my mind. And I feel like everyone's mind at this point. So I'm currently sitting in front of this microphone talking to all of you guys from a van. 
Um, Fernando and I have been in a van now for six months. Um, we bought a Ford Transit 2017 in Canada and we converted this into a little tiny home inside and you can see lots and lots of people who have done this on social media and everything so we haven't really posted too much about it because we've just really enjoyed living inside of it um, and kind of just experiencing that whole that whole lifestyle so um at one point, maybe I'll record a video of this podcast so you guys can see where I'm sitting right now and kind of feel part of that. But um, beyond that, uh, we both have we have a dog. Her name is Keela, so you might hear her in the background periodically. But yeah, so I'm in a van. I'm currently in Kentucky, um, and that is because of the the whole Corona quarantine deal that is going on right now. And I'm not going to go into depth on my my feelings on that or anything like that but I am currently isolated in our van with Keela um, and we are just dealing with that so in the background you'll probably hear some really beautiful rain um, it is raining currently in Kentucky it's rather cold it's in the 40s um, but it's typical Kentucky in March so welcome and I hope you enjoyed the rain in the background <laughs> Anyway, 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 let us dive into this. I just wanted you guys to have a feel for where I am and and what's going on around me. So, um let's let's get started with I want I want you to go ahead and take out whatever you have to write um and just as a preface so that at any point in time you have something to come back to reference to. What I what I want you to do is scribble down why you want to get outside. Right, so something attracted you to this podcast, something attracted you to, to this community and to listening to what we're really going to dive in in technical episodes later on in the, you know, in the podcast series. But for now, I know that something draws you to want to be outside and to want to be outside more than what you currently are. So take 30 seconds and write down why you want to get outside. You can pause this. I'm going to give you guys a second to scribble it down and if you're driving, you know, um, just may take a mental note, make a voice memo, but just just take a second to really reflect on why you want to be outside more. What calls to you? Go ahead. Um, and now let's let's talk about those things, right? So maybe it's because you want to exercise and it's the physical aspect of it, or maybe you need, you know, the mental clarity around that. Um, it can be all sorts of things, just movement, mental. Maybe it's just so you can take deeper breaths and feel feel that everything around you is, is cleaner in a more holistic way, right? So especially during this time, you know, it is time where we're quarantined. People are really anxious and there's a lot of fear around that and the unknown. So, you know, people are opting outside and I think that's really beautiful as long as you're staying away from public places and, you know, keeping your distance. But being outside at this point in time is an absolutely exquisite way to reflect and to move in a space that is healing. So I, I think that's a really powerful component to this. So um, I think that the motivation is something you can go back to, right? So when you're inside and you're feeling like, I don't want to get outside, it's raining, it's snowing, it's hot, it's it's whatever, or I'm, I'm fearful of, you know, getting, contracting something. There are smart ways to do it and finding, you know, not busy parks or a time where there's nobody around and you know physically making the conscious decision not to have any physical contact with things around you i think that's really important 
Okay, so without going into too many tangents with that, um, I have an outline and I kind of want to stick to it. So I think that number one, the motivation is important and it's most important for when we feel like not doing something, it's kind of our a reminder to ourselves of why we want to get outside. So, and those, those motivations can morph. So keep scribbling down all of your different motivations and, and that's really, really powerful. Okay, so I think that the second thing I want to talk about are kind of the challenges. You know, again, you came to this podcast for a reason. There's a hopefully a whole community that's going to evolve around this of, you know, opting outside and and really getting outside to move. And I think that there are inherent challenges with that, right? You know, we we have this motivation and we have all these justifications for wanting to get outside, but sometimes we just don't we just don't feel like it. And there's a plethora of of reasons why. You know, um, really obvious ones to me, at least, are work. Um, you know, there, there's work, or we just don't have time for it. I mean, family, people with kids. I mean, even just your dog or your cat or any kind of pet. You know, you're like, oh, I'd rather do X, Y, Z, and I, I have, I don't have time for it. Um, and we make all these excuses around this, right? You know, oh, I had a really busy day at work. I don't have time to get outside, or I need to go to the grocery store. I need to meal prep, or I need to do anything else besides get outside and so that's one why we started with motivation because going back to that and reminding yourself that you know this is my motivation and you make it a priority and when it becomes a priority to get outside we can find that space to do it so you know you can also take a moment to just write down what your excuses are right what comes up what makes it just a little bit harder with a bigger energy barrier to get outside. And that's really important because there will always be barriers to everything. There will always be excuses that we create. And those excuses are perfectly valid. They're not wrong. It's just important to recognize that they are there so that when it comes to getting outside, we can be like, hey, I know I had a really hard day at work or I know I'm exhausted, but let me take five minutes and go for a walk in my neighborhood. Which leads us to Thing three, we'll see if I can keep track of all these different segments (laughs) in here, but, but stay with me. So when, when is a really important thing to recognize? And what I mean by when is when can you get outside? So we usually make this a big ordeal of, you know, oh, I'm not super outdoorsy, right? Like what if I'm not into backpacking or what if I don't really love being, you know, outside where I have to poop in the woods, which we're going to talk about in a later episode. Anyway, For now, you know, what if you're not into this, like, nature, I put air quotes around that, kind of, you know, idea. So, I think one is a really important thing because it dispels this concept that to get outside we need to be really physically strong, or we need to be nature bums, or we need to be with all of this tech and gear and time, right? Time is precious. So, there are some things that we can really start to dispel here. One you don't have to be outside for an exorbitant amount of time every day. You don't need to get outside and do a 20 mile hike or be outside for five hours. Five minutes is perfect. And then you can move on from there. So I think the first thing is the the, the duration of which we're outside, right? Whether it's a short period, a long period, and then moving forward from there. 
which leads us directly into the, you know, when do you do it? Do you do it in the morning? Do you do it at night? Do you do it during lunch? And that's something that's so excellent about this whole concept of opt outside is it doesn't really matter. You can get outside any point during the day or the night. So some options, right? You can get outside first thing. So for me, living in a van with a pup, I get outside first thing in the morning. And that's because we have to pee. <laughs> so we get up, we go outside. If it's a nice area that I can just like let her off leash, that's really easy because then I can like open the sliding door on the van and make coffee and everything like that. But that's a really low energy barrier because it's so simple. But on other mornings, like this morning, it's freezing cold, it's raining, I don't want to go outside, but she needs to go. So I let my excuse, which is it's freezing cold and I don't want to go, be turned into a motivation of my puppy needs to get outside and pee. And so we ended up going on an hour hike in a park, we didn't touch anything, and we just moved. So for me, today, morning worked really well. However, let's say you have to go to work. Um, if you have to go to work, sometimes it's really, really challenging to find any time or motivation. So one thing I do whenever I have to go to a nine to five or a 12 hour work day, whatever it may be, is I take my breaks outside. So let's say I have a really stressful meeting come up and I have a, a huge presentation. I make sure to take a bathroom break on the first floor and then I walk outside and take a lap around the building. That's enough. That's enough to get vitamin D. It's enough to totally shift your mental clarity and you're outside. So take note of every little tree that's around. Take note of the buds that are blooming. Take note of the grass that's spreading up between the sidewalk and the ant trails that form after it rains. Take note of everything absolutely exquisite outside. So another way you can do that at work is you can find a buddy or you can solo walk outside, you know, find any little trail that's within walking distance from work. And just be outside, whether it's a sidewalk or whether it's in the grass, in a field, who cares? Just just go outside. Make it. You can even block off time on your calendar, right? That can be instead of taking an hour lunch, you can take a 30 minute lunch and a 30 minute walk or eat while you walk. Like there's always ways you can do it at work. Um, and then be, you know, be comfortable with yourself in the sense that like be compassionate and excuse yourself if you don't get to do that every single day. You don't have to get outside every day. Um, another thing is that you can also really plan for weekends. So weekends are kind of the classic mentality of, okay, I want to go on this big epic hike and I'm going to get outside and I'm going to have this, you know, I'm going to leave at six in the morning and go outside and be on the trail by eight and do this, you know, 15 mile hike, right? That's one case. So weekends are something where you could plan something bigger um, and, and draw friends in, draw a community in, Take your kids outside, go with your husband, your spouse, your partner, um, go by yourself, but make a date, make a date, set it, put a timestamp on it, and let's go. All right, which leads us directly into the next section, which four, I put up the number four as if you guys can see that, so four on my fingers, we are going to talk about where, where the hell do you go to hike? And I love this because people are like, oh, if I have to be a hiker, I got to go to Utah or California or I got to go to the Rockies or, you know, the Smokies or whatever you have to go to. And the beauty of it is, is that, yes, you can absolutely plan vacations around that. That's basically all Fernando and I do. We plan things around places that we want to go and we want to hike and that are really arduous and challenge us mentally and physically 
and that's exquisite. However, on a day-to-day basis, that can be a huge deterrent, right? You're like, okay, well, I don't live in Yosemite, so I can't get out and hike. There's not a, you know, a set hiking trail around me. So let's talk about something you can do um, to find spaces that are around you. So this is where I want you to grab pen, paper, grab your phone, make a voice memo note, pause this, whatever you need to do, to sit down and do a Google search on green spaces that are around you. So this can start even without a computer, without a Google search, where you can look up just maybe from your desk, look out the window and see where it's green. So scribble down places that are really easy. Can you go for, well, first of all, let's start without even having to move. Can you sit on your porch? Can you sit in your backyard? Can you sit on the curbside and just enjoy the trees that are surrounding your house or your apartment, wherever you live, right? I live in a van. If I can open the sliding door and I see a small patch of grass, can I make that enough of a space to feel like I'm outside if I cannot get outside? So that's one. The second thing is, can you find a space that's really close to where you are anyway during the day? So like we talked about at work, can you find a small park nearby or is there a small patch of grass and trees outside that you can go explore? Is there a field you can walk in? Um, Or maybe even something where it's a five minute driving distance and you're capable to have, you know, that hour lunch break. And if that's a privilege enough that you experience, then you can drive that five minutes park and go for a 45 minute walk. That's that's the best. Um, But it just depends what you have around you. So fine. First, make a list of things that are already around you. The lowest energy barrier wants to get outside. Maybe your neighborhood backs up to a park and you didn't really realize how close the proximity is. So when you start to Google, you know, just look at parks, parks that are free within walking distance or biking distance is a really good option too. You can bike to somewhere and then walk. Another, I want to back up real quick, another option that you could do that doesn't require an exorbitant amount of walking or effort is find a favorite tree. Maybe you have one tree across the street or in a park or in your backyard, or maybe you even have a potted tree. Can you sit down behind or in front of that tree and just soak in all of that nature and that energy? Can you be present by just being around a tree? Okay, now let's move on to something that's a little bit more energy intensive in terms of time, in terms of finding different resources. So now if you go to a Google search and you begin with the free things, right? Let's begin with free and close proximity. So again, lowest energy barrier into getting outside. Can you look up local parks, local green spaces? Maybe there's even something around a church. They have a lot of green space sometimes. Maybe around a school, a university. They have a lot of green space on campuses sometimes. Um, and that kind of thing. So looking for parks within, you know, within walking distance, biking distance, that's ideal. And then adding and driving, maybe there's something on your commute. Because if we always look at something that requires driving, then we're probably less apt to actually want to go do that. So scribble down all of those ideas first, and then let's move forward. So now can we start looking at national forest, national parks, things that are within an hour to three hour driving distances. And that's where we can go back to our previous section of when. When can I go do this? 
So now you can plan an entire weekend trip around, you know, something that's an hour to three hours away. Maybe you can even incorporate some camping into that where, you know, you throw some camping gear in your car or maybe even just car camp. And now you can leave Friday night after work and you can go until Sunday. And that's that's an entire delicious weekend. Right. But maybe you can't do that and you don't need to fill that expectation. Right. You can still go to something within walking or biking distance. And you can plan your whole month around that and and decide really when you can have tidbits of that time. So that's kind of my my major list for now. Um, So it would be find things that are free and local, whether that's walking a neighborhood, whether that's going to a local park, then you can begin to expand that search. So going from parks that you knew existed versus you didn't know existed to looking for national forests that are always free access, um, national parks where you can get a park pass, state parks are included in all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then we can move on to really starting to find trails, right? So finding trails that are explicit for hiking versus walking in a park on a pavement. We can start to tier all of that. Now, without getting into all of the trails and finding a trail, that's going to be an entire different episode on its own. I want to get into the motivation again behind this. So we have our motivation. Now we have a plan of things that are close, but making it happen is really hard. Um, So what I want to talk about here is let's say you just moved or you really want to get into this and you need motivation. We have two different kinds of motivation. We can have internal or extrinsic motivation. And some of us need that accountability. So while some of us can really just rely on our own self and our own guidelines, absolutely phenomenal. However, some of us need an extra push. So this is where joining a group. So this would be like the fifth thing is how. How do we make this happen? And that can come into joining a group. So if you want to join like a hiking or an outdoor group that is a, a... a huge amount of resources online that can make this happen. So the first and easiest thing is to find some kind of a local gym. Usually that does require some kind of a membership thing, but you can look into just for specific things. So climbing communities are really big into having outdoor excursions and things like that. So you could use that as a starting point. Let's say maybe you already have a gym membership. You could ask is, you know, is any, are there any outdoor excursions going on and how do I get involved? Okay, so let's say we don't want to have to pay for something like that, and we don't want to have to pay for an outdoor excursion that holds us accountable. You can find other ways to be held accountable by joining social media groups. For instance, you can have like um, online platforms that have meetups. You can type in just to Google search, you know, hiking group local women only or something. Or you can find a specific category that fits your niche needs. So for instance, you can have a women's only hiking group. Um, I did one of these when I was living in Boston. I found one actually in New Hampshire. Um, Avalon, shout out to you guys. It's absolutely phenomenal women's group. Um, They they also allow men to come in like all all identifying groups. But the, the beauty of it is that it was a specific niche group that was going out to do a beginner hike. And so I drove up one morning on a Saturday. I joined them. We went for an absolutely phenomenal, it was my first time wearing um, spikes and going on an ice hike. It was absolutely glorious. Like the sound of ice crunching underneath boots is one of the like most delicious things. I, I absolutely love it. Um, 
But I, what I was able to do that by searching for meetups online because I wanted to feel part of a community. I wanted to feel that connection um, that exists when you go on a hike with groups because I do a lot of solo hiking or, or hiking with Fernando or hiking with a single friend. But I think that going in a huge group is just, it's a totally, it's a, it's a game changer. It's a totally different perspective on being outside. So, um, finding things on social media, if you look for certain hashtags on, you know, getting outside or, or meetups and something so like around that, you can reach out to people, but online and just Google searches is, is a really nice way to find meetups, um, for groups that already exist. And then you can branch out from there. So then you make friends, you meet buddies, you have contacts, then you guys can set up and then it just, it begins to branch in a way that is so elegant and really organic. So I think that can be something. And then if you don't feel comfortable going out and meeting people, and that can be, you know, really social anxiety for a lot of people where you have to go out and meet somebody new. And now you're all not only meeting one new person, normally you're meeting a huge group, right? That can be overwhelming for, for a lot of people. So maybe you want to invite a friend who's really into being outdoors already and you just hold like let them hold you accountable or you can invite a friend who never wants to go outside but has been wanting to get outside and you guys can pick a new place that looks interesting and and motivate each other so i think that's really really important to have all of those in place where you you know your motivation you know where you want to go and you have somebody now to hold you accountable now let's say you don't really want to be social, right? Especially during this time, you know, we're in March um, and especially in the U.S. and I mean all over the world, people are being asked to be in isolation. So going by yourself is a really empowering thing. And so I think that all you need to do is you make the plan and, and now with everyone working from home remotely, it's really hard to force yourself to do some things, right? Sometimes. So I know for me personally, I love writing down to-do lists. I love holding myself accountable that way and checking them off. So pick a day, pick a time, pick a place. And regardless of the weather, regardless of what's going on, go to that space and do it. But do it on your own so that you're not contacting people. Do it on your own, showing yourself how powerful you are. You got up and you did it for you that's absolutely incredible. Like pat yourself on the back. That's remarkable. So I think that, that that's something that you can do. Oh, another thing is instead of just scribbling it down on paper, you can always put it into a Google calendar, put it into your phone for an alarm. And when it goes off, you just grab your, any pair of shoes, right? It doesn't, doesn't need to be high tech. You just grab a pair of shoes, keep your phone on you for a GPS or cell phone and go, right? That that's it. It's as simple as that, but we make it so complex. So if you can just get out and walk on a sidewalk, do it. If you can get out and go to a national park, do it. But whatever you're doing, just opt outside. Get your butt up and go. Um, Okay, last thing I think that we're really going to talk about because we've kind of covered all of the general bases. And again, I promise this wouldn't be super techie. We're going to do you know, more tech-based episodes later on, but this is just the general premise and intro. So what I, what I want to really talk about last is kind of the more high-tech version of rather than just Google searching and having a map and like looking at local parks is using apps. Now, 
this is a little bit more for trails. So rather than just finding a park or finding a state park, like that's really easy to do is just using navigation, right? You don't even have to get on a computer. You can just use your phone is using apps to find actual trails. So um, all trails is a really phenomenal app. I'm not paid by any of these guys. This is not sponsored whatsoever. However, if you want to sponsor me, go for it. But all trails is a really nice app. Um, you can also lose it online. I mostly use it online. The app takes a lot of space for me. So you can look up specific trails in specific regions. This is for basically any trail that anybody's ever posted online. And the nice thing about this is it will tell you the distance. It will show you on a topo map, a topographic map, where the trail actually goes and it will rate it. So it'll tell you if it's hard, easy, medium, and it'll tell you why. Additionally, it'll show you photos, it'll show you, um, I think there are even some reviews that people can leave, and it'll kind of like rate the overall, um, I don't know, goodness of, of the trail, like how much people liked it, basically. Like there's a star rating. Anyway, this is a way to really kind of have an overview of that area and what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like, and then you just pick something and go. You can also, again, download each of these and kind of like heart them and it'll save them in your um, All Trails app. So I don't, I use All Trails just to figure out if there are trails and kind of where the trailheads are. And then I just go and I, I assess out the trail by walking on it for maybe, you know, a set amount of time, like 10 minutes. If I don't like it, I move on to the next one. Um, or I just, I know that I'm going to do 10 miles of it or something or five miles. Another one that is, and these are all free, these are all free apps that you can put on your phone or your computer, uh, is iOverlander. And I mean, I'm already on iOverlander because again, I live in a van. So I use this to find free camping spots. I use this to camp a lot in national forests um, or in parking lots if I'm traveling. So there are trailheads that people will post on here. And that's a really, it's not the best way to find trails, but it's a really good way to find parks and green space and places that people can camp. Let's just take a moment to hear the rain. It's really, really beautiful. Okay, coming back. So iOverlander is a really nice app to find green space. It is not the best to find trails, but if you just wanna get outside, you park your car, you just walk for a little bit or sit in the woods, it's, it's a useful app that is also free and it's offline. So you can download it when you have service and then you can use it offline when you're in the middle of the woods. Um, another one, I'm not a big fan of this app. I will shout out to my friend Megan who is in love with this app. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> so probably not gonna get sponsored by them. Is Road Tripper. Um, road Tripper is a little bit more for a road trip mentality. Um, I'm not big into road trips. I don't love driving a bunch of places just to jump out and jump back in the car. But it does have a lot of outdoor places that aren't easy to find on Google Maps. So you can check out Road Tripper and you can see if you like it or if you don't. And I think the biggest thing that underlies this whole entire conversation is is malleability and flexibility for how you plan something and realizing that it's not that big of a deal to get outside and you can do a simple lunch walk versus a you know 20 mile hike through the Appalachian trails so there's there's a whole gambit of approaches that we can take to getting outside and I think the underlying theme that I want to emphasize is how important it is to get outside 
It's so important for our lungs and for our mental clarity, for breath, for happiness, for physicality. It's so quintessential to our well-being and how we connect with ourselves and then how we turn around and connect with nature and reciprocity for everything that we live with that it's so imperative that we take that step. So what I want to end on is kind of the reflection of all of this. So I want you to go ahead and grab whatever you've been taking notes with. And I want you to first just reflect on what you started with. So what was your motivation for wanting to get outside? Okay, now look at the reasons that you wanted to get outside. Now, by contrasting the two, right, bringing the two together and marrying those two concepts, what your motivation and then the why of what you want to get outside for, I want you to make an action plan for yourself. So whether or not you took notes along the way, you can go back and listen to different segments of this if you want. I want you to take a moment if you have the time or you can do it later, but do that quick Google search. Use your navigation app on your phone. Take a moment to download some of these apps and just identify one place that you're going to get outside this week. Not today necessarily, not tomorrow, but by the end of this week, wherever that day is for you listening on this, where are you going to go? Write it down. It's super important to write things down. So make a note of where you're going to go. Second thing to hold yourself accountable. When are you going to do it? Make space right now in your schedule because this is so important to opt outside. So now you have almost everything you need, right? You have your motivation, your why, you have a place and a time now to hold yourself accountable. Who are you going to call? Right? Begin to think about how are you going to hold yourself accountable? Are you going to find a group? Facebook is also another one. Last reminder, like Facebook groups are really, really good. Um, everyone basically has social media access. So whether it's whatever handle you want to use or platform, but rather that you want to use, use it. Empower yourself in whatever way you need to. So lastly, find that motivation, text out your friend, like there's a text out your friend. Okay. Um, rewind and play. So, you know, text your friend, um, make a plan with somebody that you know is going to hold you accountable and just do it. So what I want to do lastly is go ahead and comment in the comment section whenever you're listening to this podcast or on Instagram, where you're going and what you're going to do so that we can all create a community around this and hold yourself accountable. For me personally, I am really privileged in the sense right now that there is a park right beside me where I don't have to touch anything to get in or out and I can take Kila with me. So the sound of that rain isn't going to deter me. We are going to throw on a giant winter coat that is waterproof and some mud boots and we are going to go opt outside and get our butts moving. So we're gonna do that today. We are in Louisville, Kentucky, and we're gonna go outside. So let me know what you guys think, where you guys are going. And lastly, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast so that we can all create a community and we can opt outside together. So until next week for our episode three, where we are going to talk about what to take outside, um, and how to make that really minimal and non, 
um, non-expensive basically how to use what you already have to get outside and what to pack that will be next week and until then i hope you have a wonderful week i hope everyone stays isolated and opts outside